Ladies and gentlemen, very good evening and a warm welcome to another edition of the Red and Blue Review. My name is Nick Philpott and we are going to be reviewing the Stoke City uh, FA Cup win and also yesterday's win at Molyneux. Uh, I'm about to be joined by the usual bunch of reprobates. Good evening, boys. Mr Noble, how are you? Good evening, Nick. I'm very well. Good, e good evening, everybody. And down under is the Australian Pele. Good evening, Aaron. How are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, very well. Thanks, mate. That's, that's a big hype to live up to that. But yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Good man. Good man. And not so down under these days. Uh, welcome again to Tim Richards. Tim, how are you, mate? All right, Nick. Hello, everyone. Good to see you. Uh, did you get wet the other night, Tim? Um, it wasn't too bad, actually. It was funny about... By the halfway line, we looked round about after that 20 minutes, and it was like a deluge coming down onto uh, some poor people. But it wasn't us, so we just laughed. Yeah, it's funny enough, we didn't have much to say at home, Sal. It was uh, there was that one bit of guttering, wasn't there? Where it was absolutely tipping it down. I mean, you think about so I was about to use the expression a wash. We were a wash with money from the Premier League, yet we can't get the we can't get the guttering right. But there you go, there you go, boys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for giving us up your Sunday evening. Uh, I, I hope everybody's well. And out in Facebook, man, thank you for joining us wherever you are watching in the world. Uh, uh, Ian, why don't we kick off by saying some hellos because people are saying hello to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, big hello to uh, people joining us on the show tonight. There's some background noise somewhere. Um, yeah, there so is. We... Real panel is with us. Good evening, Paul. How are you? Uh, Colin Waterman, Steve Chandler, Rob Cranfield, Mark Drew, Ian Appleby, uh, James Convey, John Knox, uh, Georgia Wugu, uh, Renshaw Barker, Claire Davies uh, with Child. Hello, Claire. I hope you're keeping well. Uh, Luke Cooper, Mickey Philpot, Phil Holden. The, the list goes on and on. Great, great, great bunch of people following us. And I want to, Paul Bristow's on, but a special shout out to Paul Bristow. Um, I met Paul uh, at Wolves Away yesterday, and he travels from Plymouth for every single game and home and away. So big shout out to you, Paul. Well done, mate. Absolutely. And well said as well. Uh, somebody, I think he said, he's so far this year, he's spent, I'm sure I saw him on one of the Facebook groups earlier on today, in excess of £700 travelling up from Plymouth for uh, home and away. It's a, he's spending an awful lot of money. Ladies and gentlemen, Facebook land, before we, uh, get, before we get into it, just to let you know, uh, my end, we are, I am uh, suffering from one or two technical issues. So if my sound quality is not as clear as it normally is, my apologies. I do, I'm sorry about that. There's not an awful lot I can do about it. And I won't just uh, dump it over to the boys to continue. I'm, I'm hoping it's going to sort itself out. Is it sounding all right, all right at the moment, lads? Mm. About Comes, and goes. Comes and goes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll crack on and see how it goes if not, if necessary. We'll pull the plug on it. So, Crystal Palace have are now 90 minutes away from a Wembley appearance. <sighs> Before we go into that, and we're going to do the we're going to do the Stoke game. So we're playing obviously Everton in the quarterfinal uh, day to be confirmed. Uh, my understanding from uh, listening to Carl Davis. He believes, he's pretty certain it'll, uh, it'll be the 19th or the 20th. He thinks it's going to be the 19th. Is that a Sunday? Sunday's the 19th, isn't it? No, Saturday's the 19th. It definitely won't be the Friday or the Saturday because 
Everton yeah. play on the Thursday night. Cool. Uh, Everton play on the Thursday night. And therefore, it's going to be the Sunday. We just don't know the kickoff time. So it's going to be the Sunday. Yeah, absolutely right. So uh, let's get Sellers Park absolutely ran to the rafters. Okay, make sure there's absolutely no available tickets left for Tim Richards to get his hands on. Okay, so the rest of us can have a good night. Okay, because <laughs> now you know you know we'll sort you out, Timbo. Well, if we don't sort that's... you out, we'll sort, we'll sort Wendy out anyway. If we, we yeah, that's all right. I just question um, Aaron's commitment to the club where he's not making any plans to come up for it. You know, I'm Actually, you say that, but you, you jest. But he is actually making plans to come over in the summer that you didn't know. Okay, so whether there's going to be any Palace games to go to, now that one, yeah, we're talking about Paul Bristow coming up from Devon, coming up from uh, the wet place down under, it would be really impressive, wouldn't it, Aaron? Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be nice to get back, but we'll wait and see. We know what's going on in the world at the moment, so we'll hope and pray that I can get back over for certain. Well, I've had a word with customs and exercise and they won't be letting you in anyway, so we can completely waste Anyway, <laughs> on to the Stoke game. It's, uh, so it was, uh, it was one of those games we're going to be talking actually, I, think, I don't know if you guys agree with me, but we're actually going to be talking about two contrasting games completely because quite frankly, in my humble opinion, we were probably a little bit lucky to get away with uh, the win on Wednesday night, Tuesday night. When was it? Tuesday night. You know, Tuesday night. It, you know, there was no question that Stoke came and they were up for that game. And in periods that, of that game, they were the best side, uh, without any shadow of a doubt. Um, we got lucky, uh, but we'll take that luck. You need that sort of luck to go proceed if you're ever going to get yourself back to Wembley. Uh, it happened before, and it, no doubt it'll happen again. So the lineup for that game was Butlin in goal, Klein, Geeky, and we've got to spend some time on Mark Geeky tonight, guys. Uh, Joachim Anderson, Adramola, Kwate, Hughes, Alise, Ayu, Mateta, and Zaha up top. Um, on the bench, uh, Kwate, Kelly, Riedeveld, the all-important Riedeveld, Schlapp, Milivojevic, Gallagher, Eze, Edward, and Ben Teke. And another week goes by, boys, where Eze and Edward are not involved. And if you notice, we mentioned it on the show last week, was it? I think it was last week we talked about it. Uh, and it's actually now starting to filter onto so, on the social media platforms as well. Um, Ian, you, 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 you've obviously seen Twitter this week. Uh, people, are, mm. people are actually talking about whether they've picked it up from what we were saying. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, there's two there's two conversations here. One is Edward and one is Eze. And I don't think you can have the same conversation about... Um, about both of them. Um, I think with Edouard, um, he's just not the favoured forward. You can only play one of them. Um, Mateta, Benteke or Edouard. Uh, Mateta is getting the nod at the moment. You know, he got his goal yesterday again. And uh, all the time he's scoring, um, you'd think he's going to keep the shirt. Um, you know, Benteke for me, especially in the Stoke game, even the cameo he had against Stoke, and, and the slightly longer time he had yesterday, I like the look of Benteke ahead of Mateta. I know everyone doesn't share that view. Aaron doesn't share that view. And you can have your say in a minute, Aaron. Um, but um, Edouard just isn't getting a look in at all. Um, the last football he played was, I think, was a one minute off the bench at Watford, um, which ruined a lot of fantasy teams when he when he sport, um, you know, substitutions and that kind of thing. 
but uh, he's, he's just he's just not getting the opportunity. Now, Patrick Vieira sees these guys day in, day out, and knows them much better than we do. So clearly he knows something that we don't about Edouard. Um, when he was asked this week about Edouard, he was asked about his best position. He said, Edouard is best up top as a number nine. I've played him out left, but his best, best position is number nine, and he will have some part to play this season still, still an awful lot of games to play. I think with regard to Eze, Eze as uh, a midfielder, he's just not getting in the side at the moment because of the other options we have. Gallagher and Elisa are getting it picked ahead of him. He can't really come in in any other position in my book. And he's still probably some way off his best. Um, and, you know, we, we've seen when he has played, that although he's, he's still got that sort of glide when he picks the ball up, it isn't quite where he was last season. So I think that's why Eze's not getting picked at the moment. And isn't it great? I mean, I just looked at the bench yesterday. And my goodness me, you know, our bench is so strong at the moment. And we've got um, a fantastic strength in depth. And therefore... Uh, you know, that's why Edward and Eze just aren't getting a look in at the minute. I also wanted to um, touch on Admiramola, boys. Okay, um, Aaron, we'll come to you really, if you don't mind. Uh, while you're talking, gentlemen, uh, I want to talk about Admiramola uh, and Gihi is in particular. Okay, because I'm going to jump off in a minute. How did you think Admiramola did? Somebody, some people were saying they thought he was um, he was a little bit nervous in the first half. Uh, and also, then I want to go into detail, all of you talking about uh, Mark Gehi, because I've got my own personal thoughts on it. And that noise seems to stop now, boys. Would I be right? Yeah, it's less slightly. Yeah. Oh, it's back. Right, yeah. now, uh, talk to me about Adamola. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, I thought he did pretty well. I can I can see, you know, look, at the end of the day, uh, when you start your first senior game, um, you're going to be a bit nervous, I think. Um, but I think he held his own pretty well. Like, um, I know the goal, you know, you could say was his fault a little bit, but if, if anything, I'd say that's more Will Hughes's fault. You know, he should be tracking his runner back. Um, you know, I, I, oh, I'm so awful with pronunciation, but Ad, Adaramola, you know, <laughs> he's he's come out, you know, as a left back position I play, you know, he's come out because there's, there's no one pressuring that guy on the ball. Will you should be tracking back. But other than that, I thought he was brilliant. And can I just say, when I watched him, that guy is absolutely rapid. Absolutely rapid. The way he ran forward with the ball, I was like, oh, he's got a bit of a bit of pace on him. But no, I thought he did really well. He held his own. Um, let's, let's not beat around the bush. You know, Soka are a half-decent side. I know they were in bad form, but they're a half-decent side. And I, I, I don't know too much about their team, but I'd say maybe that was their full strength team. So uh yeah, I thought he did pretty well um and held his own. Um and it's good to see youngsters getting a chance. But yeah, go on in. Yeah, I, th I thought he looked better going forward, actually. You know, when he hmm. when he carried the ball forward, he looked really good. Um yeah, uh, he's he's got a lot to learn still, isn't he? You know, he's still young, it's his first first game uh as a star, and uh frankly, um, you know, he, he, you can't argue with with that performance. Um but I thought, for me, as a, as a fullback, he looked more like a wing back going forward rather than uh, rather than a natural left back sort of thing. We've got someone join us. Look, Mr. Lyons. Hello. Who's that? Listen, Who's I'm, that? I'm going to cut. I've got. This is your foreign I've correspondent. Got to say, welcome, <laughs> welcome back to the Red and Blue Review. He's on holiday at the moment. He's on holiday. Where, where is it? You are. I don't know where you are. 
somewhere in the Canaries, but obviously it's on a need-to-know-only basis. <laughs> Listen, <I'm, laughs> mate, you have been missed, and uh, welcome back. I hope you and the family are all well, uh, So, and thank you for jumping on. Um, have you jumped on to take over for me a minute while I go and reset my router? Is that what you're on for? I was <laughs> you still having issues. No, it, 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 actually, boys, I think it seems to have cleared it, so we'll, we'll crack on. I, Ian, I, thought, you, I thought you've about... got a new laptop. I've, I've been seeing, seeing that you're, you know, you're now a producer. You know, you're able to wing it on your own. What's going on? Chaos, Ian. Chaos, mate. It is chaos. Anyway. Uh, Ian, um, because you haven't been on for a few weeks, okay, I want your... It's gone. Hi, mate. See, only, I'm, I'm back for 30 seconds and he's kicked off. What an impact. What an impact. We were talking about the new boy. We call him number 45 because we can't pronounce his name. The <laughs> left back. Um, yeah, I, th I thought yeah, I thought he had a, a good debut against Stoke. And, but, he, but interestingly, he wasn't included in the squad yesterday at all. So, yeah, it's not like a given he's going to play every week or anything like that. You know, he's, he's, he's still got some way to go. Um, what, what, Tim, what about you? What are your thoughts on the young lad that, that started against Stoke? <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, he was nervous. You could see that. But like Aaron said, who wouldn't be? But I, I thought he did pretty well. And to be fair, he didn't get a lot of support. Tom said in, in the, as much in the chat. Wilf gave him very little backup. Um, so he was kind of doing it mostly on his own. So, yeah, I thought he played for his first game. He did what was necessary. You know, and there were a few times, like Aaron said, when he was running forward with the ball, and you could hear the crowd actually go, Oh, this is what we need. So, yeah, I thought he did pretty well, to be fair. Yeah, and Paul Bristow saying, Ada Romola. That's helpful, Paul. Thank you very much indeed. It'd help if we did our prep on this show, wouldn't it? You know, so uh, there we go. There we go. Um, so, you know, the Stoke game, what, what was the highlight of the first half? Any highlights in the first half? Anybody? We weren't losing at half time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'll tell you what I think, wise perception. I think yeah. what I thought the highlight was. I thought the light show was the highlight before we kicked off, actually. Yeah. I thought that was about the highlight of the first half. Literally, there was nothing to write home about. And it was a filthy night, wasn't it? And we just talked about the weather a little bit, but it poured with rain. And I think that's what everyone was feeling, you know, what a just a horrible night for football. And um, that old stand, the main stand, is an embarrassment when that starts leaking like it did uh, the other night. Um, but we came back in, you know, we, we got hold of it in the second half. We, we, you know, we, we certainly uh, um, uh, picked picked up the game in the second half and broke the deadlock on the fifty third minute with Kudze. Um Aaron or Tim, talk us through the goal, the uh, the goal, the uh, first opening goal for against Stoke. Aaron, after you, mate. You, mate. Talk us through the talk us through the first the, goal. The opening, the opening goal. goal. Stoke. Stoke. Oh. Oh yeah, well I oh, mean, yeah, well, I mean uh, to be fair, to I mean I have to be honest, I thought it was going to be ruled out for offside, and I was uh, watching it on TV. Almost was. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it was Ian. You're right. It was very close. No, it was a great ball into the box. It was actually nice to see us for a change actually scoring from a ball into the box instead of conceding, because the amount of times the ball goes into the box and we're like, oh no. But no, look, it's um, it's a great. I can't remember um, who exactly flicked it on, but it's great to see Kiai alive at the back post, you know, because I feel like sometimes, but I know we'll get onto it, especially in the Wolves game, you know, there was just no one, no one there ready for that, 
um because i thought we could have punished wolves a bit more but um no it's, it's great to see um and it was a great finish as well because i tell you what that comes to him pretty quick as well so to slam that right into the top corner was uh was a great finish tim yeah tim but this kind of comes back to what we were talking about during the gaming uh, and the confusion with Vieira not having a recognized, you know, a proper striker up the, up front. Um, say what you want about Mateta, yes, he is scoring, but especially Tuesday night, he's he was completely unable to trap the ball, to hold the ball up, to lay the ball off. He mistimed every time he went for a header, he mistimed it. Um, so. Because of that, there's no point putting crosses in normally because there's no one there that's going to get onto them. Um, and Aaron, I, 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 I are you talking you about Matessa? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. talking about Matessa. No, I disagree with that entirely. What game were you at? Tuesday <laughs> on Tuesday night. No, you were you were clearly one of those ones getting rain coming down in front of you on the, from the main stand. No, I thought Mateta did all right. I thought he's, I thought he's, he's blossomed. I tell you what, Mateta's done more in the last three games than Mateta's done in the last two years. He's showing how, he's showing how to play the single man up front, hold the ball up. He's getting more involved. He's, you know, and he's going to be a steal. What was it? Nine million we paid for him at the end of the day. Much, much, much that. better than that. Mm. But the goal. I mean, coming back to the goal itself, I thought that Kiate did really well. Um, all right, come off his shin. But had I been in that position, he would have been looking the wrong way. You know, um, I, I, under Vieira, it's so nice to see that we're just getting people into the box. That's what it's, it's, what it's always been about. You're not going to score if you've only got one person in the box, are you? You're going to score if you've got two or three people in the box. Now we're doing that, then, um, you know, I think we've we're, we're already, already scored nine, ten, go ten goals more in the league than... Uh, this time under Hodgson, okay, we haven't got quite got the points, but it's nice to be um, giving giving points away as opposed to grabbing them at the last minute and the last second. Always, you know, always fighting for the points. I, th I think the Mateta debate will run for a few weeks yet. I, I'm I'm more with what Tim's saying, Ian. I hear what you're saying. He's you know, and, and as, as I said earlier, you cannot argue with the fact that he's scoring goals. I'll tell you who made that goal that Cote scored against Stoke. It was Mateta. He got the assist, but he got the assist because he had a shot that was going wide. You know, he didn't intend to pass it to Kute. He had a he had a stab on it. Now you've got to have stabs at the ball in the box. And and he had a few yesterday at Wolves as well that didn't come off. But um, you've got to be in those positions, of course. So I'm not knocking Mateta. I wouldn't be surprised wouldn't be to see surprised. him keep the shirt. But, but. We've got an echo on the line again. Ian? What I'd like to see is I'd like to see us gamble a bit now. I think once the once the, the, the team settles down, I'd like to see him start changing formation. Formation. Mateta can do a job, single man up front. Um, OK, I think the, the service needs to, him to be needs to be a little better. But I think Edouard is being frozen out at the minute, and I think it's far better. Uh, it will be far better playing alongside Mateta, and I think the two of them could form quite a a fierce partnership. Um, you give up things, obviously, to put the two up front. You'll have to lose a defensive midfielder. And I think sometimes a defence... And I think these, this is the progression that Vieira is going through, isn't it? He's not gone from, you know, he's not gone from Hodgson to where Vieira wants to be. Where's the camera? You know, overnight, he's doing it in progression. Mm. And I think the next stage is to have that more, that flexible 
that flexible squad and that flexible formation so we can match up against particular teams' weaknesses. Um, I, think, you know. I think the other thing, I think the other thing to bear in mind, boys, and nobody's mentioned it, is that, yeah, Ian, I take your point you just said about uh, Edouard being frozen out. I don't know if so much of it's frozen out, you know, whether he's ready or not, or really, whether he's fit enough to come back in full time. But what we have here is two young players, both on long-term deal, decent deals. Okay, so the future for is really good, and and we're also still talking about Eze coming back as well. Um, as they see on so and Mr. Noble mentioned it earlier on, our strength and depth is something that in my lifetime I don't think I've ever seen. Uh, Aaron, can you do something from the chat, mate? Tell me, is there what's going on in the chat? Anything? Yeah, there's a bit going on in the chat, mostly about my echo. Might have been me. Apologies to everyone out there. Someone said I sounded like a parrot, or or do I have a parrot, which is a fair comment. Um, but yeah, just some uh some I noticed a comment. Um, just um, a lot of the boys lot talking lot about Adamola as well. Um, a lot of positive for him. Um, and uh, Rob Cranfield, this is a great comment, by the way. Tonight's live comes brought to you by the same boat who maintains the roof in the main stand. That is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but um, yeah, keep the chat coming, guys, and uh, we'll read it. We'll read them out. More pissing about than pissing down. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that, I mean, when we were going back from the game on the Tuesday, um, the one thing that Wendy and I were talking about was strange for us. Even though we played badly, we still managed to get the win. And you always say about teams that are going to win championships or teams that win leagues or whatever, cups, they're the ones that win when they don't play well. And that's what we did Tuesday night. And I think the other thing as well is, is what's new for us is it's almost like we're reaching the heights of having squad rotation where we have a squad that's deep enough with enough quality that we can rest players for a couple of weeks and play other players. And we're not used to that. When have we ever had that in the past? So oh, it may never. just be the case that that's what Vieira is doing. Edward and Eze will get their time, but we've got enough players now. You know, that's, well, that's I think... I also think that you've got the likes of IU and that their, their contracts are coming to an end as well. So... You know, Benteke. So even though we've got rotation at the minute, there are going to be spaces there to be filled. But yeah, you're right. I think what what the squad's currently doing is it's highlighting the people that they're just not going to fight for. You know, signing contracts next year uh, and allowing uh, the likes of Dougie and Patrick to plan moving forward. I mean, I I came on when you guys were speaking speaking about Adramola. Boy, can that kid run! I'll tell you, he's the only one I think it would it would keep up and beat Lamptey at the minute. Um, he's obviously got a lot of talent. Uh, it's good for Mitchell and Mitchell's progress. I agree with what Tim was saying when I popped on um, that he got absolutely, for the Stoke game, he got absolutely no support from Will. Um, and in fact, it's McGay that was doing a lot of the talking to him and covering for him and supporting him. And he's been an absolute star, Gay. Okay? You know, mm-hmm. as, as Anderson is dropping back, Gay is going up. I'm going to I'm going to jump off in a minute because of the echo. Um, Ian, you just raised the point about Gihi. My question, my last question of the night, which I'm going to hand over to Mr. Noble, is: Can you see uh, Mark Gihi getting a call up for this week's international call ups, boys? I wish you luck, and if everybody out of Facebook, man, I'll see you soon. I'll leave it to the lads. Good night, all. See you, Nick. We'll cope without you. 
Um, I think it was Nick. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's all right. I'll tell you what, I'm going to come back to the next question a little bit later on, but I want us to finish the Stoke game first because we're sort of 1-0 up on 53 minutes. We've talked about the goal, the element of good fortune with Mateta's assist, um, but, you know, Cheki Kuse was in the right place and and I think yeah. you're right, Ian. You know, had that been IU, he would have been in the wrong wrong way or he would have been over the bar <laughs> or something like that, wouldn't he? It would have been you know, four of Sainsbury's, exactly. Absolutely. So, um, you know, having gone 1-0 up on a filthy night, you know, on a, on a can you do it on a cold night uh, Wednesday at Stoke? No. Can you do it on a cold Tuesday in South East London when the Stoke are the visitors? Um, you know, how disappointing was it then to go, um, you know, to concede the, the lead and go level just five minutes later? Um, who wants to pick that one up? Aaron, how, how, how did you feel about that when you were watching it back, mate? Oh, I'm, I'm, I mean, look, I've, I've already, I've already touched on the goal. I mean, I think Ian's right, actually. Um, uh, Lions, he's right because um, you know what happened that game was. Um, you know, Wilfred was giving the young lad no support whatsoever. Now that guy yeah, that, that Adam Romola had to come out to, out to um, um, was um, was Wolf's man really in talking formation. Um, so yeah, look, the ball comes in, um, and Michael Elise's lost his man. That left back's been bombing forward all game. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, slots yeah, it right into the back right of the net. The um, but look, it could have been avoided. There's a few mistakes in there. Um, but and as we've, as we've already said, Stoke were really up for it, weren't they? You know, it was, it was their night, it was their cup final, so to speak. Um, and their fans uh, and, were great as well, yeah, they were. You know, it was, there weren't many of them, but they still made a lot of noise. Um, okay, and and then of course, you know, you, you're fearing the worst, you're sitting there thinking. Oh my goodness! You know it's pouring rain. It's one all. Please don't let this go to extra time. Please don't let this go to penalties. You know I haven't got the will to live to to sit here at Sellers to watch all that. And um, it, uh, Patrick Vieira made a few changes. Um, what 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 are your views, Tim, on the, on the substitutes that were made um, uh, against Stoke? So um, Reedavell came on, and um, who else came on? Let me just have a quick look. Um, I ought to have it here and I'm, I haven't got it handy. But Riedervel came on, of course, he got his goal. Thoughts about Riedervel, Tim? I was glad to see him get a chance. Gallagher came on um, as well. Yes, of I course. Um, it was good. And this is the thing I love about Patrick Vieira this season is that unlike certain another manager for the last four years, he's not afraid to make changes early and he's not afraid, afraid to make bold changes. Um but I was glad to see Reedwell. I've always liked him. I mean, he's not always played the best. Um, I know we go on, we go on to the Wards game. But uh, from what I heard, Schlupp played brilliantly yesterday. I mean, he didn't play that well on Tuesday. None of them really did. Um, but I, I was glad to see him, uh, Gyro get his chance. I'm so glad he scored not only because he won, but that's his first goal at Sellers Park, and he even made a comment. You know, the first goal is from Palace. So I like it. Absolutely. He's a good player. He's a good player. Yeah. We've always said this from the start. You know, he is a good player. Um, unfortunately, he's not someone that's, that's he's a luxury in a dogfight. And that's what we've been in for the last few years. And I think Vieira's not stupid. I think Vieira knows the quality. Uh, coming from the, the Ajax um, Academy, the kid's got talent. He's one of the best passers in the squad. It's just trying to find a place for him. Um, 
and whether or not he's going to be able to do that with the, the squad we've currently got, I don't know. Mac is coming to an end. Gallagher's unlikely to stay. Although mm. now, uh, you know, there's going to be a fire sale at Chelsea just to keep the keep them the FPP um, mm. FFP uh, stuff away. We might be able to grab hold of him, but you know, you, he's going yeah, to need people. He needs people in and around him to win the ball, and then that boy can use the ball. I mean, just that, what, I just one other thing about Adaramola. Uh, I saw an interview with him online, and he was saying how helpful Jara Riedeveld had been to him. Um, Jara Riedeveld, um, you know, coming as you said, Ian, come through that um, academy um, at Ajax, who uh, and so he, he you know he knows what it's like to come through an academy at a top club, and and um, he's helped him a great deal. So that that was uh, you know good to hear, good to hear. And um, we're going to move on to the, to the Wolves game in a minute. But uh, I think just getting the job done, Tim, I think it was you that said, you know, it, it wasn't pretty against Stoke, but we got the job done. And, um, you know, thankfully, you know, in, in, in normal time and, um, you know, very professional in the end. And so, you know, on to the sixth round, onto the quarterfinal. Um, we can breathe a huge sigh of relief. And that's a still picture there of uh, Riedeveld strike, you know, it's got it's going through a lot of players that struck that shot, isn't it? You know, but, but he knew where it was going, though, didn't he? Yeah, he absolutely. You know, it's exactly he knew exactly what to do, just hit it low. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Good. Good. Okay. okay. So I've got an echo got now echo on my, my my just crazy. Can you hear the echo? No. Oh, okay. Must be just me then. Okay. So, um, quarter I should have said no, no, shouldn't I? Shouldn't <laughs> I? The quarterfinal draw. How weird is it that we were ball number two and we got ball number eight for the sixth season in a row or something ridiculous? Well, who comes up with this stuff? Um, Paul Bristow did, actually. He was, Paul, you're he was... a sad, sad man. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so uh, the draw, I mean, when you look at the draw, um, got to be pleased with that draw, lads. What What do you think? Yeah, I think we dodged a few bullets, didn't we? Definitely. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't have wanted Middlesbrough away, for instance. That, that's oh, another, know. you know. Well, I, think I know Mr Croucher thing... would have loved it. Shit, yes, he would. The most important thing is we've got the home tie. And, and you know, we've seen the home advantage can make a real difference in the FA Cup already this season. So, you know, if, let's say this, if we go on and win this competition, or someone said yesterday, when we go on and win this competition, we would have done it without leaving London. That's an interesting fact, isn't it? You know, we would have played every single game in the capital um, if we managed to go on and win the FA Cup. And we're, of course, just three games away from doing that. Now, in terms of when that game is going to be played, um, we know that Everton have a home Premier League game against Newcastle on Thursday, the 17th of March. Therefore, it's not going to be played on Friday or Saturday and uh, likely to be played on Sunday, the 20th of March. Kickoff to be confirmed. And tickets, I don't think, will go on sale for that game until um, the final uh, fifth-round tie between Forest and Huddersfield is played out tomorrow evening. Uh, and after that, when they know the games, they'll announce them on the TV. And then once they've announced them, then uh, Palace will put those tickets on sale. I hope they keep them at a reasonable price. What would you say would be a fair yeah, price fair for a quarterfinal? Well, I think based on uh, the the ticket sales for Stoke, I would say somewhere closer to what it was for the Hartlepool game. So, so 20, 20, 20 pounds or £25? Pounds yeah, tw tw yeah, 20 for adults, five for kids. Okay, I get him in. Yeah, five for kids, I'm not so sure about that. It's a school night. All right, all right, and OAPs, obviously, Tim. Sorry, mate. Oh, that was... <laughs> yeah. 
There we go. There we go. Let's move on to yesterday's game. And um, going into yesterday's game, Wolves are having a great season. Um, yes, they lost a couple of games before that. But um, what, are, what were your expectations before yesterday? Ian Lyons, first of all. The expectations? I thought we were going to lose. I, th- I thought we'd... Um... We were going to be. Uh, we've been a little patchy, haven't we? But, and and I know Wolves have been doing really well lately. Okay, up until the immediacy of uh, they having lost the previous two games, but even then they didn't lose it by much. Arsenal nicked it in injury time, didn't they? So they have been playing well, um, but we seem to have to sign over them. And again, this goes back to the comment I made earlier. I think. Uh, well, uh, I'd I read a report. Um, yesterday uh, saying that as good as we were going forward in the first half we're equally good in defence in the second half and that's what we that's what we want isn't it we want a balanced team we want a team that can that can do both and I, that was epitomised by um, Zaha coming back and nicking the ball off of Neves you know he's, he's, I think he was quoted as saying he's done so much he felt like he's running the whole of the second half and he only touched the ball about three times yeah, um, sure. but that's what it needs you know it's so, those little margins that we need. So you predicted what a defeat for us yesterday? Oh, in the prediction league, yeah, I've got absolutely slaughtered in that. Um, okay, I'm going to come to the end. I think I as a three-nil loss. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic, Tim. What did you predict did you for you yesterday's predict? game? Oh, um, as, as Ian pointed out, I'm really old. I think it was a draw. Um, I think I did down as a draw. Because obviously, if I'd still been in New Zealand, I'd have watched the games, but being back in England, I couldn't. I had um, let soccer sat on their own, and it was really interesting listening to the guy who was commentating or covering the game, and it was just basically constant positive about Palace. He just said, there's only one team in this, but even before we scored, he said, Palace have come out, they've dominated the game, played really well, and then obviously you went in, 2-0 up. Um, and I was kind of looking at Wendy, looking at the TV going, did he just say that? We're, you know. And then second half, um, uh, he said it's like, you know, Wolves came on more as they would. He said, but Palace handled it, the defence handled everything fine. Um, so to me, it sounded like a really professional premiership game where we went away, went 2-0 up, and then went, right, let's shut up shop, clean sheet, confidence building. And hearing how well Wilf was playing, apparently, kind of thought maybe I've been too harsh on Wilf for the rest of the season. Maybe I'm expecting too much. But they were talking about him yesterday, saying he was right, like I said, running back, defending, helping out. Something that I haven't seen him do in the other games that I've been to see this season. So, yeah, I, I sounded brilliant. I was delighted with it, obviously. Yeah, good. So you predicted the draw. What about you, Aaron? Where did you go with your prediction? I'm going to be honest, I predicted a loss. Okay. <laughs> but okay. look, look, I mean, we've got the lineup here. Um, I mean, this game for me, I'll I t- I tell you this now, and I know this might be a bit of a statement, but that first half was the best performance for me nearly all season. You're right. All season. I tell you what, the way we come out the first 10 minutes and gave it to them, 
did you did anyone see the way that we were pressing for the first 10 minutes? They didn't know what to do. They didn't actually have a clue what to do. And it was absolutely amazing to watch. I mean, Conor Gallagher was playing up front. Like the everywhere. way he was pressing. Absolutely everywhere, Ian. He was absolutely fantastic. And credit to Patrick Vieira because I, I, I thought that we'd go to Molyneux and we'd struggle there. But the, you could tell that the way that we pressed them in the first half, that completely threw them off their game. Absolutely. Completely threw them off their game. And, yeah, so exactly what happened there. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, but, yeah, again, it, it, I think someone said in the chat, sorry I missed it because I had to pop off. But it was a, it was a game of two halves. You know, we went 2-0 up. Classic and quote. Then, yeah, mm. we went two 0 up, and then you could you could tell that Vieira said something to him at half time, you know, because they completely changed. There was there was nowhere near as much press. It was the first thing that I saw. There was hardly no press, and I think what he said was because he said in his post match, he said I wanted to see how we could handle, you know, playing a different style of the game when two 0 up, and I thought the boys yeah. did pretty well. Okay, Tim, I'm going to come to you in a minute. I just want to <coughs> cover this comment from Mark Callahan in the in the comments. Um, Mark, I, I like this. He says, I think Patrick Vera gave the players a kick up the backside after the Stoke game. He stated the players were making it easier for him to pick the team if they don't perform. And um, I think I think you're spot on there, mate. So, uh, so yeah. Um, Tim? Yeah, I, I, was, I hadn't seen that comment, but that was kind of where I was going because, like Aaron said, the high press going up, which is how we started the season, but I do think over Christmas and since Christmas, that's been missing. How many of those games have we started off really poorly in the first half and been lucky not to be losing or holding on? Yeah. And like Aaron said, I think after the, the, the Cup game, where we all know how unhappy Vieira was. I mean, Ian, we saw from, from where we were sitting, we saw what he, you know the state he was getting into. So I think yesterday was probably the players responding to what Vieira said. Now, what I want to see is for the rest of the season, including the cup games, the same energy, the same effort, the same push. There's no excuse for them not to do it. They know they can do it. They've shown... I mean, let's face it. Was it last week people were talking about Wolves as being possible European, you know, one of the top players, one of the top mm. team? And we yep. basically went there and put them down. So, Abs Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, they, they were put before they went to Arsenal, they were pushing for a top four place yeah. Wolves, not just European qualification. Yeah. People were talking about them qualifying for the Champions League. Um, as Ian said, they got beaten in the last minute at Arsenal, they lost 1 0 at West Ham, having had the majority of possession. And so everyone was expecting a home win. And I think that, you know, having been in the stadium yesterday, there's a, there was quite a lot of hype around the game for Wolves. You know, um, they gave us the side bit. So, you know, so we had the whole side of the ground. So behind both goals and, and the, all the other stands, obviously full of Wolves fans, they had this, uh, had this flame show beforehand with a, with a W and, you know, all razzmatazz and all that kind of stuff. And um, you're right. So, you know, we started on the front foot right from the off and we didn't really give them a chance to settle. And it was really, really good to see and really good to experience. And we sort of turned into prime Barcelona in that first 15, 20 minutes, and they could not live with us at all. Um, Ian, have you had a chance to see the game from yesterday? You you know, you're back with us, the better looking one. Which you know. which Ian are you talking to? The better looking one. <laughs> That'll be a yes. Speak. Um I 
yeah, I managed to catch it on um, uh, online, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was a great game. As I say, it's just before my battery died. Um, I had us down to lose three 0 So to to see us and 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 read of us uh, coming away with, with such an accomplished performance, you know, just bodes well for the future. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know what um, what does that. What do you think that means for the FA Cup? Do you think he's going to now go for the, this same team on, on the run-in? Is he going to give anyone else a chance in the Cup or or what? Uh, there might be one or two changes, but you know that was a, that was as near as you get to a, a full-strength side at the moment. Um, you know, We've already talked about Mateta at length tonight. But uh, let's talk about the goals. Let's talk about the press and um, the way we managed to get the, the first goal for a start. Um, Anderson clears the ball out from the back. A long ball forward. Who is it that heads the ball down into Gallagher's path? Mateta. Yeah, exactly. Mateta. It showing ben, showing ben the, what he should be doing. It was one. Yeah, he did. There was a little nudge, and they had, VAR had a look at that, but there was nothing in it. It was one of the few headers he won yesterday in the middle of the park. Tim and I were watching the Stoke game together, and he he couldn't win a header against Stoke in the middle of the park. Ian, you can have your say in a minute. He couldn't. He couldn't win a header in the middle of the park against Stoke. He won little in the air yesterday, and I was berating him for that. But he did win that header. Gallagher's ball down the right right wing to Wilf was absolutely brilliant. Time Page. to perfection. Uh, and Wilf gets on the end of it and somehow gets the ball across. It nearly went out of play. It was ever so close to going out of play. Mateta gets on the end of it. The keeper sort of just falls on it, fumbles it. And Mateta, there we go. He's just side-footing it over the line, 1-0. And then we have the traditional celebration to add the Wolves corner flag to those of Brighton and Millwall and others where, um, yeah, um, yeah, Nigel's done a special tribute to Mateta. I think we're going to see a little bit later on. So 1-0. And, 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 you know, there were other chances before we got the penalty to, um, to, to make it 2-0 as well. And Wilf down the left-hand side, he gets the ball over a few times. Mateta stabs again. He's in the box. Gallagher's in the box. Gallagher has a shot on shot. To, I think that was after the penalty, that one, though, where he curls it and Saar tips it around the post. And and how good, how good was Jeffrey Schluck yesterday? Oh, He's a good full stop, though, isn't he? Aaron, how good was Jeffrey Schluck? He was, he was absolutely amazing, mate. I mean... I've, from I'm, I can't remember the exact moments. I did write them down, but he had a he had a couple of you know. There was one point where he took on about four of them, and he and he had the shot. And I'll be honest, he should have scored. I mean, that was one on one with the keeper, and he should have scored. But I think it was nil then, nil then. Yeah, and then I mean, look again for the penalty. I mean, he he just drives, and you can see now. Like I understand completely, Ian, because I know you're his biggest critic when um when he's playing in in that middle of the park and. I completely agree with you because sometimes he's just like non-existent. But when he picks up that ball, and that's obviously you can see that's what he's been told to do, drive at him. Because, you know, he's got the pace, he's got the technique because he's a winger out and out. 
Um, and oh, the way he drove at them yesterday, I, I, I was so pleased to see it because, like you know, like you say, he's, he's in and he's out. You know, you don't see him for a couple of games, but yesterday again, just then runs into the box completely unplayable, and the way he passed the ball around as well, I was I was very impressed with Jeffrey Schlapp yesterday. Yeah. Very impressed. Yeah, great. And he, you know, wins the penalty, um, and then you know when we win the penalty on thirty-four minutes, what are we thinking? Um, yeah, are we thinking, yeah, Wilf's going to have it? Is he going to miss? Is he going to score? What were your thoughts, Tim? Did you think he was going to score? Or were you fearing yeah. that he was going to do another Norwich? No, no, I, I was glad Wilf took the penalty. Um, I think he needed to after that one. It wasn't the best penalty still. You know, if the keeper had stood up, he would have saved it. But he had the guts. He took it and he scored. So, mm. no, bring on the next game. And I, I think, you know, you touched on it earlier. I think Wilf had another a good game yesterday. He was great off the ball as well. Um, in the second half, there was that occasion where a Wolves player was about to pull the trigger on the edge of the box and it was Wilf that was tackling back yep. and got his foot mm-hmm. in. Do you remember that bit? You know, absolutely uh, outstanding display from Wilf yesterday. And um, I can't understand um, how we didn't get any bonus points in the FPL system myself because I've got me in my team. I was a bit gutted he didn't, but you know. <laughs> you're only you're only saying that because I'm very close up your backside. <laughs> you're not anymore, mate. I tell you, you're miles away. I'm top, you're second, but you're miles away. Let me tell you that for nothing. Um, yeah, Jason Greenfield, Zaha man of the match. I thought he was. I thought Wilf had a fantastic game yesterday. I think the thing with Wilf, Tim, you, you touched on this. I think the thing with Wilf, is that our expectations are so much higher. Every yeah. time he gets the ball, we think he's going to go past a player. We think he's going to um, make the perfect pass, you know, shoot on target every time. You know, he's, you know, he's a great player still, but he's only human. He's going to make mistakes, you know. He's he's not going to get it right all the time. So I think our, our benchmark for Wolf is that much higher than any other player, which is why we judge him the way we do, Tim. Who who was our right back yesterday? I missed the line. Klein. Ward is still injured. Now, let's talk about Nathaniel Klein then, because he's in his second spell at the club. You know, he made his name at Crystal Palace, played over 100 games for us as a youngster. Um, he's now played about five or six games on the spin. Um, he wasn't getting a look in under Ward because, you know, Ward's got his critics as well, but he, he, he was playing well, Wardy. Um, Wardy gets injured and Klein is the, the natural replacement, uh, given that young Ferguson's uh, made a glass and he's not going to feature for a while. Um <laughs> But but Kleine has done ever so well. He's taken his chance. Um, he's, he's not an outstanding right back. I think if we're looking at building the squad and, and adding to it in the summer, a right back for me would yeah. be a priority. But would you put Ward back in straight away when he's back from injury? Absolutely you... not. No, I think I'm, I'm a great believer in if, if someone's got a shirt and they're playing well, then they keep their place. Mm. Okay. Um, Klein not done anything wrong since returning, says Tom Clark Samuel. Um, and, you know, I, I would agree with you, Tom. Aaron? Yeah, I mean, there's there, there's no way that I'd I'd drop Nathaniel Klein if uh, Wardy come back in. I mean, I'm not going to say he's been absolutely outstanding, but look, you know, in football, if you if you know, if you come in and, and do a job, you know, he's come in and done a job. And, and let's be honest, you know, we look back at our last four games we picked up seven points out of nine in the Premier League and we're through to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. I mean, if we said that four games ago, we'd be absolutely dreaming. Mm. Absolutely like your hand off. Like your hand off. Yeah, 100%. So, in my opinion, you know, 
you you don't change a winning team. I can understand, and that's what I like about Patrick Vieira. When we're playing certain opposition, he plays different players because they have different strengths. But look, Nathaniel Klein at right back has done nothing wrong. He's held his own. He's in the team for me the next few games, without a doubt. Absolutely. Capped 14 times for England. Um, which leads me on to that, that question that Nick left with us. Um, Mark Gee, um, centre-back. Should now, he be in Gareth's England squad? Gareth Southgate was there yesterday. Yeah, I was about to say that, yeah. Okay, so Gareth Southgate's at Molyneux yesterday. Who's he watching? Is he watching Connor Cody? Or is he watching Mark <laughs> Gooey? Or Tarek Mitchell? Or is he watching all three? And Connor Gallagher, of course. Yeah. So, right. thoughts on that, gents? Now, just a quickie, they said, because I, I know you was at the game, Ian, and, and Tim get to watch it. Now, before the game, they said that Gareth Southgate was there to watch Max Kilman. Oh, yes. now, now, Max Kilman was the one that gave away the penalty. So, I was I was absolutely laughing my head off at that point. But, yeah, Ian, like, why is Mark Gurhey not, not in the mention? I mean, this is a guy that's an England under-21 captain. He has now taken up the captaincy role of us for the moment. And this is a guy that's got better by each game. So why why is he not in 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 the reckoning for a call up? If if we're talking about Max Kilman and Connor Cody getting a call up, I'm sorry that performance yesterday get Mark Gurhey straight in that England squad. Absolutely, Tim. Do you agree? Well, I mean, all I say is you look at the current Man United captain and his form, who's also <laughs> England against Mark. Like you said, I mean, it, it, it's a no brainer to me. You've got two players playing in the same position, playing against the, the same teams. And you look at the different level of performances getting from them. But it comes back to, is the club he plays for going to play against them? I know Gallagher's represented England. He's had a England cap, but he's a Chelsea player. So, you know. Well, whether he was looking at, well, he's obviously looking at all these players. But um, I have to say, I just have to make this comment. Uh, Max Kilman. Do you know how they announced him when he when the teams were announced at Wolves yesterday? It was Maximilian Kilman. Ah, <laughs> how now what is that? No, because he. Um, this is a funny story because he had um, an interview um, with someone. I can't remember. It might have been Soccer AM, someone like that. The only that I follow on socials, and he actually said that he doesn't like being called Max. He prefers to be called Maximilian. So take of that what you will, but that is a true story. Because anyway, seen it listen, myself. guys, listen, guys, this is a Palace pod, not a Wolves pod. So you know, we we need to keep the conversation on. That's my fault. So let's keep the conversation mm. on uh, on Palace. But I think both uh, Marky and and Torrent Mitchell have both done themselves no harm yesterday in front of Gareth Southgate, for sure. Um, both had sound games yesterday, played really, really well. And, and of course, Conor Gallagher, he was everywhere, uh, covered almost every blade of grass. Um, Asian Aaron Wambasaka, your mission is almost complete. Someone's been asking in the chat. I saw it come up in front of me a minute ago. I can't remember who it was. I'm sorry. Should we re-sign Aaron Wambasaka if we are given a chance? No. Two shakes of the head here in no. the studio. Um, so... Uh, what do we think in the chat? AWB, if we had a chance to sign him for, say, 20 million, should we have him back? Or, or should we just say, thanks for the money, Man United. See you later. Um, Aaron. I think, I think. look, our transfer policy 
you know, we're, we're talking about what we've done over over the summer, right? With Michael Elise, Eberi You know, we're plucking all the young talents from the championship. You know, that's, that's what we've done. And look how well it's serving us. So why would we want to go to Man United and take Aaron Wambasaka back? I can tell you a couple of right-backs in the championship at the moment that are absolute class. Go on then. Who are we talking about? Oh, that, that what's that young bloke from Middlesbrough? I can't remember his name. He's been absolutely superb. <laughs> I love this. This is cutting-edge reporting. <laughs> this is cutting-edge reporting. I, I know a couple of uh, young right-backs in the championship. Uh, the young lad from Middlesbrough. Yeah, OK. Anyone know no, the young lad from Middlesbrough? Stick his name in the chat if you know it is. Help I, I think out. his name. I think his name might be Jed Spence. I believe no, that's, that's, that's the forest. That's the forest one. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, but yeah. he's on loan from Middlesbrough, I believe. So, you know, there's, there's a, why, why would we change our transfer policy from what we've, what we've done in the summer? I just, I just believe we should stick at what. Look how well it's done for us at the moment. So. There we go. So yes, he's a Middlesbrough player. Mm. And he's on loan at Forest. Is Spence? Mm. Yeah, Tim. So my question is: All right, so you spend 20, 20 million on AWB, or do you not and put twenty million towards? Buying Conor Gallagher from Chelsea. Well, you'd do the latter, wouldn't you, all day yeah. long? But we. But the point being is that at the end of this season, I think Wardy, you know, bless him, he would have done ten years. Um, mm. You know, his time has come. Klein is is the wrong side of thirty. We need a new right back because I don't think Ferguson's going to make it. Um, Max Aaron's name's been mentioned. The Norwich right back, um, assuming Norwich get relegated, which it rather looks like they're going to be, um, he could be a good option as well. So, um, so you said two, Aaron. Can you think of another one, or, or were you wishful thinking? <laughs> I, I think I was wishful thinking. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair you're, I'll let, I'll you're, you're not going to let me forget that one, are you? I think, fine. to be fair, I think someone said, "Is it Marcus Tavernier?" Someone Daniel said in the chat, which which is the Middlesbrough right back at the moment. Oh, so okay. There, okay. there is there is a couple of good you know players down there, and yeah, let's let's not change what we're doing. Okay, well, your homework for the next fortnight is to go and watch some championship games. Come on this show and tell us if we if there are any more right backs out there, and give Doogie Friedman a call and see if he can help him out a bit. But uh, <laughs> but there we are. So let's come back to yesterday's game. As good as the first half was, we're two 0 up. It could have been four, five actually. Mm. Chances we had. Um, we we go in at two 0 Come out in the second half, and it Wolves clearly, you know, they had to do something. They did uh, come at us uh, in the second half. Um, they didn't really create an awful lot in the first 15 minutes. I think Jimenez then came on after on the hour mark, something like that. And, of course, um, I was quite pleased to see Jimenez off the team sheet, actually, because I rate him. I think he's a fantastic player. Um, uh, and they, they did just cause us a few problems, but we defended so very, very well. The aforementioned players we've, we've talked about already, Gehi, Mitchell, Anderson, Klein, they all defended really, really well, um, you know, and then, of course, Milivojevic came on. Thoughts about Milivojevic's performance yesterday when he came off the bench, Aaron? Yeah, I, I thought Milivojevic did very well. I thought he, you know, he was, you could tell um, at half time that Patrick Vieira had, had, you know, changed something, as I said before. You, you know, you could tell that we, we held off a bit. There was nowhere near as much energy in the press. You know, you could tell that maybe energy levels were completely dropped off. Um, but no, Luca coming on. I, I was screaming um, round about that time that Luca come on for a sub to be made. Um, not not for Luca, but just to you know, because you, I could tell that we were getting a bit leggy, a bit tired. And he come on and he did, you know, he did really well. He, you know, his job was to obviously fill in for what Kiate come off for and screen that defence. And 
well, he screened it well because they didn't score a goal, did they? So, yeah, I was I was pretty impressed. It, it certainly didn't... In the ground, I don't know if you watched the stream, but in the ground, it didn't feel like we only had 36% possession, which surprised me. So, Wolves had 64, we had 36 for the whole game. Um, shots on target there. Um, they have five, we had eight, which was reflective, I think. Shots off target, four and one. Our corners were seven each. And again, it didn't really feel like they had that many corners. Um, they completed more passes than we did. Um, we got more free kicks. Um, offsides, guess who was caught offside more than anybody else? It's pretty obvious, oh, really. I, I know what you're going to say now. <laughs> it's, your, is it, it's your man, Mateta, mate. That's who it's, it was. It's my, yeah, it's my mate, Mateta. <laughs> you know, you know, he's got to learn to stay on side. He really has. You know, the number of times he got caught offside um, was ridiculous, frankly. But uh, but anyway, we can forgive him that because he scored a goal and, um, you know, he ran his socks off for an hour or so and um, we got the points. And it, it was very sweet travelling back from Wolverhampton yesterday with the three points in our back pocket and um, a job well done. So, um Let's look ahead, games we've got coming up. We've got a nice little break now, really. We're not on next weekend because we don't play Manchester City until the Monday. Uh, Manchester City fresh off the derby win today. They were 4-1 against United. And um, they'll be, um, they'll be on, you know, top, on top of their form as well, I'm sure. But I'm really looking forward to next Monday night under the lights at Sellers Park. Let's have your predictions for Monday night uh, in the chat. Um, and I'm going to come to you, Tim, first for your prediction against City and then you, Aaron. What do you think? How do you think we're going to get on next Monday night, mate? Uh, <clears throat> I have to be honest and think we're going to lose 3-1. 3-1? Yeah. God, get behind me, Satan. Right, um, Aaron? I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. I'm going to be positive because... Patrick, as, I, as I've loved, elaborated to before, Patrick Vieira will pick a side based on what strengths. Now, I'm going to say I'll drop Mateta next game and play Edward because the only way you're getting through Man City is pace behind the back. You can't hold up against Man City because they'll clatter you and you can't beat them in the air because their centre-halves are so bloody tall. So, yeah, but I, I think, look, we went away to the Etihad and beat them, so why can't we get a result at home? But look, I think they're in great form at the moment. So, I'll go for a draw. I'll go for a draw. Yeah, to be too. honest... To, to be honest, the way that I look at it is we're safe now. I don't think there's any threat of us going down. Cup game coming up. I'd, I'd be happy just to write this one off and just say, you know what? Let's go for it. Let's just put a real attacking team out and let's just give it a go and see what we can do. I mean, we're not going to go down. We're in the quarterfinal of the Cup. We're above Brighton. Go for it. I mean, yeah, we won't, but... We're not going to give a game away. Um, you know, we'll be all out to win it. And I think Patrick Vieira, mind the gap. Yes, Brighton. <laughs> mind, mind the gap, Brighton. Know your place. Um, we haven't been able to say that for a while. And this was Nick's face when he saw that. <laughs> he was, you know, you go off this show, you're going to get it, mate. You know, it's as simple as that. He was just a gasp. Terrible. I know. It's so, we're so cruel to him, aren't we? But there we are. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think Patrick Vieira will have a point to prove against Manchester City. I know we've been up there in 1-2-0. Um, I mean, they had the lion's share of the possession. It was a great, great day out. We didn't think we were ever going to win again. I mean, I was up there when Townsend scored the screamer, and then we win again up there. Um, 
they don't like playing us really. So I'm going for a 2-1 Palace win. I'm going to go for a, actually I predicted 1-1 in the prediction. So I said that, but now I'm thinking we, we might just sneak it and beat them and be the first team to do the double over them. Um, and I think it was Chris Lehman. It was great to have him on last week uh, from one more point. And I think he's he's written something, or, or I saw it, or maybe it was on one of his tweets, because he tweets for England, that guy. Um, something about, we're going to be the first team to beat Man City three times in a season. They're going to go on and win the league and the Champions League, and we'll beat them three times. Do the double over them in the league and beat them in the FA Cup final. How good would that be? And then he woke <laughs> up, apparently. So there we are. So uh, there we go. Um, so, uh, so Man City... Um, Various predictions. A lot of people are going for a Palace win, full of optimism, draws. Everyone's got red and blue tinted specs on, like me, most of the time. Um, okay. So, um, and then we come to the cup game. So, we are probably going to have a show. We haven't decided yet after the Man City game, but it'll be really good to to reflect on that and preview the Everton quarterfinal a little bit more, uh, look ahead at that. Because I, I really think we've got a great chance against Everton in the cup. You know, we've already beaten them once at Sellers this season, and there's no reason why we shouldn't. I think we could even be slight favourites to win that game. Tim? Yeah, the other thing I was going to mention is, was I right in thinking that the cup game during the week was Mitchell's 50th appearance? For yeah, that's right. It was. Yeah, yeah. He's had 50 appearances already. That's another one we've got in the bank, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a nice landmark for Tariq Mitchell to, to pass that. 50 appearances for sure. Okay. Um, there we go. And then the first senior palace start. We've done that one already, I think, for Adaramola. We get this right. How'd you say it, uh, Aaron? Adaramola. <laughs> uh, Ad- can I just blame it that I've I've turned half Australian and can we leave it as that? <laughs> yeah, something, something like that. Something like that. Can I, oh. can I, I just want to say, Ian, how um, just to annoy our uh, our chief a bit more, what an amazing job you've done at presenting and hosting this show tonight. I mean, he might even be out of a job if you carry on in this way. I mean, absolutely fantastic. Uh, you're making me blush now. You make me blush. But there, we are, there, we are. there we go. Okay, I think we're going to wrap this up now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen in Facebook land, thank you so much for joining us this evening on the Red and Blue Review. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Aaron, for joining us. Um, we're going to leave you now, and we'll see you all again next time. Cheers, guys. Good night. Good night. Bye, guys. Take care.